Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And welcome back to another exciting meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We're a podcast slash internet community where we talk about all things horror, mostly scary movies like today, but also we talk about true crime like last time, uh, paranormal things, ghosts, uh, Halloween obsessions, uh, generally just spoopy stuff. That's kind of our energy, just spoopy energy. And we are really excited today because we're covering what won our recent poll. It won the poll that we pitched to our club members on Instagram, which was the Make Us Shit Ourselves poll. <laughs> we wanted scary movies. We're tired of this namby-pamby stuff, and we wanted to be scared. We wanted to have trouble sleeping. And so the poll was Make Us Shit Ourselves. And we got we got a lot of good recommendations. Did you see them? All right. Yeah. Some of them I was like, there's no way I'm watching this. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Okay. Well, next time I'm picking. Uh, no. Well, I, actually, this time I was glad you picked because we got a couple of really good recommendations. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. Um, one of them was, t- was Terrifier, which is that clown movie Damn. that I've been avoiding for a long time. I should have picked that one. <laughs> no, I think because I, I see a clown horror poll in the future. <gasps> Ooh. I've kind of been like. I've had an itch for a clown horror poll, but I kind of want to save no. it for October. I know, which is because I hate <laughs> clowns. They're terrifying and I hate them. But I, that's why I want to I want to watch. I want to be scared by them. So there's Terrifier. And then there's Terrified, which, which was recommended by our girl Rue. And that's like an Argentine, like supernatural horror film. And I love supernatural horror. It's my shit. Same. Which is why I wasn't sad. Whenever the winner was Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I knew would be spoopy and supernatural. Yes. Had you seen this before or no? I had never seen this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you would have definitely seen this when it first came out. Because it's very much my inner. It's like my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never I have never seen it. I don't remember this coming out. And after doing some research, I'm not surprised because like this didn't have like a huge release in America necessarily. Yeah. I think it was just on. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was just on Netflix, like streaming around that time. Was it? Yeah, because that's when I saw it, and I definitely saw it around when it came out. So I don't know if it was ever even released in theaters. Maybe it wasn't, because I can't find, like, a national box office number for this movie. Oh, really? I can find an international one, but I can't find a national one. It's weird. What is it? Is it Canadian or...? No, it's an American cast, but the director is um, Norwegian. Norwegian, got it. Well, it's not even, it's not an American cast because one of them I know for sure is British, I believe, and then the main girl is Irish. Oh, well, then, yeah, then I guess it's anyone's game. (laughs) It's an American setting. It was filmed in London. Wait, but the characters are American. Yeah, it's supposed to be in, like, Virginia, Northeast, Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not crazy. They were talking about spoilers. (laughs) I'm not going to say it yet, but they're talking about things that happened on U.S. soil. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's supposed to be in America, but there are a lot of international actors in this. And directors. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, so the winner was Autopsy of Jane Doe. It was recommended on the Instagram poll by Gorman 92 But I, I do want to give just a quick shout out because club member Jake McFall, he recommended this like two years ago. <laughs> he recommended this on our like old website, like the one that I built, like the free Wix one that was like oh. a computer virus. So like <laughs> huge shout out to Jake for recommending it back whenever it was like 
the ugliest way of recommending things, and I'm sorry. And we have a way sexier website. Go check it out. Ariana's in charge of it now, <laughs> not me. But yeah, Jake, I like this one's for you. And apologies, it took us so long. <laughs> Jake is like not listening anymore. He's like, you guys don't do the movies I recommend. <laughs> uh, he, he actually commented on Instagram. <gasps> so really? yes, he does. Oh. Yeah, that's that. Jake, this one is for you. Jake. And Ariana, how dare you doubt his loyalty? <laughs> He's like, I just want to hear autopsy of Jake Tone. You guys won't <laughs> do it. That's the only movie I want to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, he recommended it. Jay Gorman 92 recommended it. And we got a lot of other really cool recommendations, including Pet Cemetery and Ouija Origin of Evil. Both of those were recommended and made it to the poll for scariest movie. Did you did you pick any of those? I did not. I, I picked the ones. I mean, I picked them from what people recommended, but I feel like no one voted for Ouija Origin of Evil. But No one did. It did not even get close to winning. I watched that for the first time probably like a month ago and have since seen it two more times and definitely called Kate in the middle of the movie freaking out because I was watching it by myself, there was a part that got me and I called Kate and I was like, who can I call? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> she called me at like 5 p.m. It was like daytime. No, it was late. It was nighttime. Yeah, it wasn't super late, but it was, yeah. It was, it was like 7 p.m. And she's like, Kate, oh my God, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just the one part. I just was like, oh my God, it really got me. Yeah, so whenever I saw it on the poll, I'm like, did anyone else recommend this or did you just pick it? <laughs> this is just Ariana adding shit to the poll. <laughs> she, she was really, yeah, just like, <laughs> Make just sliding that in there, seeing, thinking we get unnoticed. But Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery got some contentious. Yeah, it got some contention in the in the in the poll because people are like, "This isn't even scary," or "I don't think this is scary." And then other people are like, "This is the scariest movie I've ever seen." Like the original Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to put these movies that are great for different reasons next to each other in a poll. Yeah, it is. Especially things that are scary for you, like aren't going to be scary for me. So it's it's a hard ask. Yeah, uh, but. I'm I, I think that Pet Cemetery is gonna be on a future poll because I smell a Stephen King poll also. <gasps> yes. Oh my yes. god, yeah. I'm I think like a Stephen King poll and then a clown poll separately, because we've already done it and that would also be too like easy. So like mm, mm-hmm. let's do some like weird ones. Like, I don't know, Pet Cemetery, perhaps. I don't know. I didn't put that one on the poll, but I was glad it was there. And I didn't vote this time. I let I let the you know the chips fall where they may. And so autopsy won, and I'm really glad it did. I enjoyed watching this movie. Same. I, I found I thought this was super, super enjoyable. Yeah, I had seen it before. I was excited to watch it again. That's why I put it on the poll, because I was like, yeah, I'd be down to do this. And yeah, it is really scary. You th- So you think it's scary? I think that there are... I mean, I've seen it before, so obviously it was less scary this time. But the first time I watched it, there was one part, and we'll get there, where I was like... Oh my God, what the fuck? I'm trying to guess what part it is. I think I know. You probably know, yeah. It's like the twist or whatever and you're just like ah. yeah yeah i think i th- yeah that's by far the scariest part but th- yeah a lot of this movie is scary and it's scary in a super fun like super fun and very super specific way which i will get to whenever i talk more about like how this movie came to be but before we get there i just want to um welcome back all of our club members and shout out our new patrons we have like a quite a few new patrons that need to be shouted out. So um, first of all, if you want to be a patron or a club officer, go on our website. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. And we have different ranks, uh, different club officer rankings for different tiers of support. So we have Jeremy D from Wisconsin and- Wisconsin? Like my shirt? (gasps) That's right. 
from the shirt that Ariana's wearing that says Wisconsin, but it has a cow in it, it says Wisconsin. <laughs> so yeah, she did that one for you, Jeremy D, who's our VPP, by the way. He's a double VP. Oh, wow. And we have two other ones. We have Bryn Mack, who's a club secretary, and Adam B, who's a treasurer. So just thank you guys so much for your support. We notice it and it's super cool. And it's helping us because we might get some help editing these podcasts. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. I hope everything goes well because me and Kate are really excited to not have to edit these anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're, it takes a lot of time and we're, we're both uh, full time veterinarians. And it's uh, I don't know if you guys have been reading about the vet- veterinary shortage, but we're tired. It's we're yeah. tired people. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and we're also sick of hearing our own voices. I don't know about you, Kate. I'm sick of oh, hearing wow. my own it voice. It makes me want to throw up hearing my own voice. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. So honestly, for that alone, worth worth every penny. So thank you to Lamar, who's editing for us. Lamar. Thank you, Lamar. We love yeah. you, Lamar. And just so you know, every cent that like you guys donate to the club, like it all goes back into the club. We're just trying to make the club bigger. Um, so thank you guys so much. And let's get back to the movie. So film genre, what are we thinking? I know what I'm thinking, but I don't know what you're thinking. Ooh. I mean, I always have a serious one and then a not so serious one. So I guess my serious one would probably be autopsy horror. It's very specific. <laughs> it is, but it's also like uh, Possession of Hannah Grace. That's also... I haven't seen it. Sort of an... It's not really autopsy. It's more of like a morgue vibe. I was thinking morgue horror because I thought that that was hard to say, which also gets bonus points. <laughs> more war. That's so like I was telling that to Nick and Nick was like, that's not funny. Don't tell people that. And I was like, I think it's funny. <laughs> I will always think puns are funny. More Gorver. More Gorver. That was his least favorite one. And then it turned into like a whole Lord of the Rings take the ring to more Gordor. <laughs> and so I got less and less funny in his eyes. So that's Nick. But yeah, I, I also agree. I put more Gorver or more horror, which is a lot like Sorora horror, which is my second favorite. Hard to say one that we've done. Yeah. But nothing will beat corn horror, which is my all-time favorite. And if the if, if I see corn in any movie, if there is an ear of corn in any scene, corn horror. Get right, get your ass in the corn horror genre. That's where you belong. Yeah, why did they put it in there if they didn't want us to think that the whole movie was going to be about <laughs> corn horror? Like <laughs> the happening. <laughs> corn horror. Oh my yes. god, so many. Yeah. Wizard of Oz probably has yeah, corn horror. Corn is just such a big part of like, I don't know, like America, I think. <laughs> They're like, this is what the Americans want. They want to see more corn. They want more corn. (laughs) Well, I like more horror. What's your like other one? What's your alternate Mm. genre? I have one too. You tell me yours first. Okay, so mine, more horror is like, I think that's the answer. But the other one I had was 2010s horror because like it's a very specific brand of horror. And I felt it like immediately when I watched this. I was like, ooh, this is like late 2010s. Yes, because there's a certain, like, there's certain, and I actually started making a horror bingo card, <laughs> so I was, which I think I want to use for, like, future movies, but, like, I watch this movie, and it's the same energy and same scare type and same, like, dialogue and story pacing as, like, Insidious, Sinister, The Conjuring, The Haunting in Connecticut, like... <gasps> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so those movies, which all have kind of a, a very similar energy cadence vibe pacing you're right uh tone very similar tone yeah and so i started making a horror bingo card and it's not just for things that this movie ticks off but um obviously or that would be a really easy bingo but do you want to hear what i have on it yeah no tell me (laughs) perfect okay so and this is just what i have so far so club members if you think of other things that fit into like that 2010s 
horror category. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll know. Um, yeah. R- write into our email because I want to add them. I'm, I'm actually going to make a horror bingo card and I think that we should do like a watch party. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> of like Insidious or Sinister or something for Halloween. That'd be really cool to do on like, yeah, I want to do that. But basically, number one, I have a children's song or a forgotten oldies song. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's so real, though. Yeah, yeah. Played for creepy effect. Um, we'll get to it, the one in this movie. But for no reason at all, there's like a, a, a 50s song that they play multiple times for creepy effect. For no reason. It, it doesn't tie into the story, but I'm so glad it's there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Tiptoe through the tube. Oh, yeah. There's so many. I only have eyes for you from Annabelle. Like there's, it's just so many. I can't. So children's song or forgotten oldies. Number one, a fake jump scare in the first 15 minutes. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like the cutie. Oh, it's going to be a jump scare. Oh, it's just your friend or mom or the door. Right. Right. In the first 15 minutes. Um, number three is dead pet. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Spoilers for this movie. You guys, that one's true. <laughs> Oh, I know. But we all knew it was happening when they were like, Samson or whatever his name was. It was just like a cat showed up and they named it. Then it walked away. And I'm like, that's not good. Oh, it was the worst. (laughs) I'm not going to see him again. All right. So number three. Number four is Thunderstorm. That one I like. Yeah. I love that shit. It's like just like borderline campy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a thunderstorm during the climax. It's like a little bit too much, but I'm into it. But exactly. <laughs> Same thing with the song, like an oldie song or a children's song. So yeah. Number five, This the last two don't apply to this movie, but mediocre child actor as the star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so many I can think of. Like the guy from Insidious. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Because they really, they put, I was going to just say like child horror, but I'm like, that's too broad. So I'm like a bad, like an like a just okay actor. Yeah. And then the last one I have so far is dated credits pop song. So that's my bingo so far. If you guys have other stuff to add to it, let me know. I really do want to make a bingo card. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to think hard about this. I'll let you know if I think of anything. Yeah, really, really think about it. Dig deep. And it's the season because I, in my opinion, it's officially spooky season. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. Fourth of July already happened. What else are we waiting for? <laughs> yeah. What are we waiting for, guys? What's the next holiday? 99 degrees outside in the shade. But God damn it. I'm <laughs> looking for some pumpkins. Uh, yeah. I literally have a Halloween decoration item sitting next to me that we ordered from Home Depot. It's like life size skeletons. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. This um, Halloween decor on homedepot.com is on hella clearance. So go get it. <laughs> I'm just going to put that in a tab real fast so I don't forget. <laughs> Depot it's Halloween. like the perfect time to buy Halloween decorations right now. Just FYI for everyone. Oh, I bought my first one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought mine. Okay, guys, don't make fun of me. I bought it on from Bed Bath & Beyond. Not that there's anything wrong with Bed Bath & Beyond. What's cringe is that I knew what day their Halloween stuff was going on sale and I had it saved in my phone. Also, I could get this little ceramic pumpkin candle holder that's a pumpkin, Aww. but it's also a spider, but it's also a vampire. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And I was like, I need it. And I have it. Her name is Beatrice Bumpkin, and we love her. Oh, my God. Also, our welcome mat still says trick-or-treat from last year. So, Ooh, I want a trick-or-treat welcome mat. We're always ready. Yeah. In this household. <laughs> We're always ready. We're always ready. So, yeah, we can actually go back and, like, watch Insidious and Conjuring. Like 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 anything was stopping us. But it'll be extra fun because it's getting extra spooky. So I am so stoked to be in this house in Halloween. It's going to be so creepy. In your new creepy house. In my creepy house. It's going to be, like, so spooky on a whole nother level. It's going to look so, like, 
because I'm in the Northeast, it's just going to be like gorgeous fall trees. Uh, can't wait. Oh, that's going to be really pretty. Ooh, Northeast. Mm-hmm. Do they have, what kind of soil is it? Damn it. It was like only this, this soil is found only in the Northeast. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. You're talking about the movie. Yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> oh, well, it was a clue and Ariana would have known if she had known her soil types. <laughs> I don't, I'm not familiar with the soil types of the Northeast She's not yet. native, okay? <laughs> She's from Florida. Forgive her. Oh, man. I'm just creeping my way up the <laughs> East Coast. Florida. All the way up to the North Pole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here I come. Here I come, Santa. <laughs> but back to this movie. We should probably talk about this movie. Yeah. But speaking of the North Pole, so the director for this movie, um, I think his name oh, is... No. On- <laughs> I know it's it's a weak transition, but I got to make it work. So it's Andre <laughs> Ovreda. And so he's a Norwegian director best known for Troll Hunter. That's the segue I'm trying to make. Snow? Trolls? Sure. Troll Hunters in the snow? Sure. Okay, there we go. It works. I've actually never <laughs> seen Troll Hunter. Me neither. But not for lack of my dad trying. He has recommended this movie 800 times. And I really should watch it because I like found footage, but it just seems silly. <laughs> It sounds cool, though. Should I watch it? <laughs> Let's watch it. Are there actual trolls in it, or is it more like a goblin thing? It's like a found... Oh, are you <laughs> like, referencing Troll 2? Troll 2. Troll 2, which has no troll in No, this one delivers on the trolls it promises. Okay, okay, cool. I'm into yeah, it thank then. God. We can get this one around, like, Christmas horror. We'll get it around there. Ooh, yeah. Winter horror. Winter horror. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's getting, a good one. Getting the old nogs. Yeah. But we're not blowing through Halloween season. Don't worry. We have a lot that we're going to be doing then. But yeah, so he he had directed Troll Hunter, and he wanted to prove that he could do more than found footage films because people can get boxed into that kind of wheelhouse of being like, like oh, that, that's the only trick he got. So he watched The Conjuring, and he was like super inspired by it, which is adorable. Yeah. And makes sense. It does. If you have seen this movie and if you've seen The Conjuring. Yeah. It's, again, 2010's horror. It's the same same thing. It's a vibe. Same vibe. And I'm, I'm I'm always here for it. So he watched The Conjuring and he loved it because he said, and I quote, it was such a classical horror movie that came at a time when all these movies had tried to do all these kinds of different stuff. And then suddenly it was like, let's get back to the basics. Oh, yeah, I could see that. It's like modern classic horror. It's not modern anymore. But at the time it was. Yeah, I know. All the older people listening are probably like, classic for the millennials i know yeah this is very millennial of us but like when y'all were growing up it was like the movies that were that we've covered like you know fright night or the exorcist or all those movies the poltergeist all these classic movies that we love but like for us for me growing up in ariana i'm sure like these are the movies that were in theaters yeah this was us figuring out oh we really like we like horror we like this yeah we like horror was watching movies like the conjuring and haunting in connecticut and Autopsy of Jane Doe, probably. I don't know how this one slipped my radar, but it did. But basically, the director is like, ooh, I like this new type of horror. And he told his agent, I want a script that is this pure form of horror. Like, it's just pure horror. Not art house, not anything. Like, just pure horror. Yeah. And so they did. And they gave him this script, and he directed it. And I think he did a a banging job. I think he did a really good job. Yeah. I mean, I think it it stuck to a script. Now that you say that, I could definitely see how that would be the case. Yeah, that's how I'm making my bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities, but it's similarities that I enjoy, so it's fine. Also, um, because I was like, did he only do Troll Hunter? But he also did the recent Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark adaptation. Oh, okay. I didn't know which that. Which I didn't know, so pretty cool. Um, And for the cast, it's a super small cast. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's basically two people and then like a couple of other for like color. Yeah. Well, 
Well, three. I mean, the girl is a real person. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about Jane Doe. She had so many lines. No, I'm just kidding. She just laid there <laughs> with a very relaxed face. It was awesome because they didn't use just a body or, you know, just a, you know, a prop. They used a real person that laid there. And you could tell because, I mean, we'll get to it, but it seems like it's supposed to be like, is she alive? Is she not? You know, like, I don't really know. Yes. And I'm glad they used a live person because it definitely added to the creepiness for sure. Yeah. So, like, they used Olwen Kelly, who is an Irish, like, model slash actress slash whatever. And she auditioned for the role. And, like, one of the reasons she got it. She was the first person who auditioned and they auditioned a whole bunch of people afterwards, but they were like, no, it's her. Like, that's what we want. Um, and a part of it was just like her general like appearance and how she held herself. Mm. But also she was very um, tr highly trained in yoga. So she could like maintain and steady and slow her breathing really easily. Oh, wow. Which is very important if you're playing a corpse. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what was her audition like? Like, what did they just have you lay there? They're like, OK, lay down and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Lay there and don't breathe. <laughs> don't breathe. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see the rest, but this girl already held her breath for 15 seconds, so we're good. Yeah. Next, <laughs> that's the main Jane Doe character, and you're right, I do. I love how they have an actual actress, because her face changes throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, like, she has different expressions, and her expressions really do convey, like, they, they carry a lot of tone for the entire movie. Yeah. So I think they did a very good job, and also, I love a prop, I love a good prop, I love a bad prop, but... You can't have a prop that important that's supposed to be that emotionally connecting. Like, because the whole point is you're supposed to connect to her as a person. You can't have a like a mold in the shot that close to the actors. Yeah, you're right. Because it's gonna look very, very fake. And the majority of this movie is two actors and what could have been either a prop or an actress. And thank God was an actress because mm -hmm. they're because they're acting with each other and interacting with each other. And it just ugh, that would have been tough. And yeah. And I feel like they made a specific choice to have the camera look at her more often than they probably would have if she were just a prop. Like they wanted it to be like, you know, the men come up with a theory about her or whatever. And then it like pans to her face like she's almost like in the conversation. But there's like a lot of camera time of just her face zooming in. So I agree with you. I think it would be really hard to have a prop. It was a good decision. It was a smart decision. And it really paid off, in my opinion. So yeah, I agree. And then there's also, you know, there's a sheriff who I don't really remember him from being in that. I remember him as being in like a bunch. He, he, he's not important. He's I mean, if you like uh, uh, Game of Thrones, he's uh, Lord Bolton from Game of Thrones. He sure is Lord Bolton, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh interesting but not that interesting it's like i know your face but not from anything i care about it's like i've seen you before somewhere but i wouldn't know where i've seen you unless i googled it and that's exactly what i did i was like mm, lord bolton got it <laughs> exactly meanwhile we got tommy tilden the dad the owner of the morgue recognize him immediately wait from what didn't you no from succession oh i don't know what that is you haven't watched succession mm-mm what is it? Uh, you missed out. Like, I feel like there was like two weeks. It was like a long time ago when Succession came out a couple years ago, I guess. But two weeks of people just been like, you haven't seen Succession. You got to watch. It. You have to. It's so good. It's the best show. It's on HBO. It's amazing. It's so good. I'm like, oh, my God. So I watched like half a season and it wasn't my thing. I respect it for what it is. But this the dad in this movie is the main dad in Succession. And he's like, 
if you've seen Succession, guys, he's not a very good dad. <laughs> oh. He's a very bad dad. And so in this movie, he's a very sweet dad. He is. So the whole time, I'm like, why is Succession daddy being nice? <laughs> he's also got a little bit of an edge, though, I think, in this movie. Like, he's... You could tell he's, like, struggling with his own emotions, and so he definitely can portray both being a good father and also being, like, a very strict, tough... Oh, yeah. ...you know, father as well. He does both of them, right? In this movie. Mm -hmm. I think he did a really, really good job. Yeah. But it was going to be someone else. Do you know who it was going to be? No, who? Martin fucking Sheen. Oh, my God. Does that make no sense to you? I don't like that. I can't (laughs) see him that way. No, that's so, like, bizarre to me. That's so weird. Martin Sheen. And, yeah, you know, it was going to be him. He was originally cast. Like, he got hired. And then he backed out because of, you know, scheduling conflicts, which could mean literally anything. But he backed out, and I'm glad he did because I can't—I just—that wouldn't have made sense Yeah, for Martin Sheen to be acting opposite, like, Emile Hirsch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Then we have the only other important— character in this movie in my opinion which is the main character it's Emile Hirsch he's well that's an actor he, he's Austin he's the son but it's Emile Hirsch he was from Into the Wild he's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which I I don't really remember him being in so but I guess he was and then he was in Milk which I actually have seen and I was like oh like he's just one of those faces I'm like yeah I know you from stuff right but not enough stuff so Nick and I referred to him as Marty McFly the entire time <laughs> that we were watching this movie Tell me he doesn't look like Marty McFly in this movie. I could see that for sure. I don't even remember if he was wearing a vest, but in my head, he's wearing a vest in this movie. He also kind of acts like him, too. He's like a little bit of like a ladies' man, but like also like kind of a dork. Yeah, yeah. And and the haircut, too. (laughs) Yeah. And the face, like the the energy and the vibe and the, the cockiness and the face. Yeah. The way he snaps his gloves. I'm like, that's what Marty McFly would do if he worked in a morgue. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Marty McFly. And that's what I'm going to be referring to him as for the rest of this podcast. I apologize. If you want to know his real name, it's Austin and it does not matter. So <laughs> that's the whole cast. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's everyone. And that's all we needed because the plot is interesting enough with fewer characters. Should we go just straight into it? Yeah, let's go into it. Ah, let's talk about it. And just to be clear, I do fully plan on talking about my own personally. Like, because Ariana and I, again, are veterinarians and animals get autopsies. We call them necropsies. I don't know why they have a different name, but they're the same thing. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of weird. It's kind of stupid. But yeah, we we do autopsies on animals and we definitely did it a lot in school. So throughout the movie, Nick was asking like, hey, like, how is this different from what you guys did and blah, blah, blah. Uh, The main difference is we didn't do it on people. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out. (laughs) Not on people. Uh, Because they were like, yeah, we can get this autopsy done. And I think they said like two hours. I'm like, two hours? That's nothing. I'm like, oh, it's not a horse. (laughs) It's not a horse. Also, they're professional and we aren't. (laughs) Yeah, they're professional. And we were just like stumbling idiot students. Yeah. Trying to... Guys, but seriously, imagine trying to autopsy a horse. That's a huge undertaking. Yeah, it's a lot. And I feel like it's it's not like a step down from a real autopsy either. Like you do basically everything very, very carefully because a lot of these animals that you're necropsying are you're necropsying them so that you can figure out what's going on with the rest of the population and save, you know, farmers money and things like that. So it's taken really seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I feel like sometimes autopsies in human medicine aren't always necessarily taken seriously because it can be just kind of these like just small town businesses. Yeah. It's not like that in this movie, but like that's a thing I've seen a lot in some true crimeness is that not all morticians are (laughs) 
have the same moral code. I'll say that. Oh, God. Yeah. I have a funeral home that's uh, or a morgue or whatever that's like two houses down from me. Oh, that's fucking dope, Ariana. I know. It's cool. It's like in this area, they'll just like take over old houses that are like residential and turn them into businesses. And like, that's what this is. But I guess that's what it is in this movie as well. It's like a huge Northeastern house that they've changed the basement into like a morgue. You live next to one? Yeah. You live next to a Northeastern house that is turned into like a family owned morgue. Yes. I will show it to you when you when you come visit. I want to tour it. Ask. Yeah. Do they put bells on their toes? These look, don't don't ask them. I'll ask them whenever I tour it. It's fine. (laughs) It's actually really nice. Like they have a a cool porch and like a really nice like it's a paint. It's painted gorgeous. Like it's it's really bright. You can tell they try to like brighten up the house because they didn't want it to be like dark and creepy. Like a sad morgue. Yeah. They have like plants everywhere. It looks really nice in there. I don't think they tried to make it um, to tamp down the creepy at this morgue in Autopsy of Jane Doe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. They amped it up for sure. Yeah, this family leaned into the creepiness of their profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, windows? We don't want windows. They're like, we know what this is. Victorian wallpaper. <laughs> no window. Yeah, I was going to say the freaking wallpaper. Oh, but the set dressings for this movie, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know, but... The set dressings for this movie are beautiful. It's one of my favorite parts of this movie is just it's like a really like chunky set. Like there's lots of like stuff to look at that makes sense. There's a lot of thought put into all of the sets and like the design of the morgue. I really liked it. Um, You know, from a a film perspective, from like a human perspective, the design of the morgue uh, turned out to be, spoilers, a really bad idea. (laughs) A really poor design for a morgue that ends ends poorly for the owners. But... We're not there yet. We have to start at the very beginning. Let's start at the beginning. So at the beginning, we have a corpse, (gasps) Jane Doe. (laughs) Dun dun. She is found at the scene of a weird multiple homicide. The sheriff doesn't understand what's going on. There's no force entry. Uh, In fact, it kind of looks like the glass is going outside. So it looks like the people who are dead from this homicide were trying to escape. And then they find this like young woman. Um, She's pale as a ghost, black hair, and she's like half buried in this soil in the basement. Yeah, so weird. But but her body's really clean. Her body's super clean. And her body is perfect looking. Yeah, and it doesn't fit. It looks perfectly intact. It's very weird. And, and the sheriff is like, this is weird. And so he takes it to the family mortuary, to the family coroner. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> coroner. The coroner. It's because of corn horror is why I said that. <laughs> the family corn horror. <laughs> it does fit. We made it fit. We made it fit. Corner, corn horror. <laughs> corner horror. Oh my god. Corner horror. That's it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Corner horror. This whole time. We, we changed our mind. It's not m- more horror. It's corn, corner horror. Oh my god. It's too many R's. <laughs> it's just enough. Not enough R's. <laughs> well, the sheriff is like, listen, I got a body. I got the press calling. He doesn't talk like that in the movie, but. In my head, he does. He's like, listen, I got the press behind me. I don't know what to tell him. I got I'm up for election. Figure it out <laughs> by like election. 9 a.m. or something. It's like something stupid. Like he has to have an answer by tomorrow. I'm like, that seems unnecessary. Yeah. But I, I think they did mention like, hey, there's an election around. So like I got I got to give the public an answer. Did they? I missed that. Yeah, because the sheriff's like, I can I could, you know, I can sell like a break in and entering. Like he's like, I can sell a B&E. But what I can't explain is this body in the basement. And also it looks like everyone's trying to escape and not break in. So that's also the weird part. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is going to freak people out. Can you find out what's going on, please? And do me a solid. Thanks, buddy. I know it's 9 p.m. on a Friday, but yeah, 
And so the the coroner who is like is is Tommy is Daddy Succession is like no worries let's get to work, um, and the his son Austin tells his girlfriend all right sorry I'm gonna miss the movie because I have to go hang out with my dad and take care of this body which she handles really well yeah <laughs> yeah opinion. she's like all ready to go and he's like can you just come back in a few hours <laughs> and she's like uh, all right and she's like you always do this and I'm like ew why <laughs> I know it's it's I, I would have been town. like no I'm just not coming back <laughs> I'm gonna go watch this movie by myself yeah what a small pool yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no thank you but he's like, yeah, just come back at like 11. We'll probably be done by then, which is the point. I was like, that's only two hours. How are they going to get it done in time? And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like a small it's like a body compared to yeah, yeah. what we would do. Yeah. And they're and they're not vet students. Yeah. But so I was telling Nick about some of the autopsies that we would do. And I was like, uh, goats, pigs. And they're hard. It's hard because also their anatomy is different. So like you can't just be familiar with one one species anatomy. Yeah, that's a good point. You have to know all of their anatomy. It's very different. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's exactly how they show it in this movie. It's the same like step like step by step process of weighing things and taking samples and sending putting them in tubes and labeling. But Nick asked a question, which I was like, I don't we don't do that in animal medicine, but I don't know if it's true in human medicine. So if there are any coroners listening, which I know we have a few, um, let me know. Do you guys film your autopsies? Because in this movie they did. And I didn't understand why they did, because it's not a found footage movie. So they didn't have to. No, they probably film it so that I mean, I don't know. It, It makes sense to me just for like documentation purposes, just in case. They didn't do it with the bodies that they had earlier i guess just because it's such a hot case and they it's there's not a clear cause maybe because it was involved in a A homicide homicide, yeah okay hmm interesting that's a good point i didn't think about that i would like to know if that's if that's a thing that is commonly done so yeah write into our email and let us know because i'm very curious and also i want to hear more morgue stories please yeah tell us your morgue stories (laughs) we're into it so they have this they have this jane doe they bring her in they gotta they gotta start the autopsy right away so they start doing the autopsy and things start getting really funky really fast. Her body looks perfect. Mm-hmm. There's like no external trauma. It looks like she's just laying there. She looks like she's made of porcelain. Yeah, she's just like a little porcelain doll. And then they open her eyes and her eyes are all like edema. They're all white. They're cloudy eyes. And so they're like, this doesn't make sense because her body is all like loose. It's not in rigor mortis. Um, it's all loose and gooey like a like a live or very, very recently dead body, like hours dead, if that. I thought rigor mortis goes away after a while, though. That confused me because I'm pretty sure it's like no rigor mortis and then at a certain point, rigor mortis, and then it goes away again. It does, but there's significant decay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's other decay. Like there would be much more like lividity, like um, like pooling of blood, thing, things like that that show that this body has been dead and like for, for much longer. Gotcha. So I took, and again, it's not humans, but I took a forensic entomology class. Yeah, it was my favorite class I took in school and undergrad. And I, so I studied like the decay of a body. I have, I still have my textbooks are like right next to me about like the decay of human bodies and the bugs that show up and when they show up and uh, what that means and how different climates affect it. So I, like my, my final class, like my final for that class was they took a, pig a little piglet which had died of natural causes guys we didn't kill the piglet it just got you know that happens probably trampled by its mom that's exactly what happened <laughs> that's exactly what happens we had a little piglet that got squished by its mom because that's a thing that happens and so it got donated to us for us to learn and we 
it's kind of creepy. So like, sorry if this disturbs people, but like we went to my professor's house and he had it like a homicide. He had the pig like tied to a tree. Mm. I know it sounds really creepy. He didn't like, you know, cut stuff into it and like do creepy shit. It was just like tied to a tree, like a homicide, like a, like a animal cruelty case or like a human homicide so that we could then like go in like it was a crime scene like take samples examine the soil examine like the sun and like all take in all the evidence and then set traps to collect bugs <gasps> like pit traps to collect beetles and to um, look for maggots and so like the maggots the beetles and the flies like are, are all really important indicators of like levels of decay and I know that's you know saying a lot because in this movie they don't talk about that a lot other than they have like bug zapper lights over the body which I thought was really cool because a fly does c- crawl out of her nose at one point yeah and that's important because she would look much, much, much more decayed if there was like a bl- if there were already blow flies like in her nose. Yeah, yeah. Plus, also flies are the sign of the devil in movies. <laughs> oh, are yeah. I guess you're. I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Blow flies. Yeah, because it symbolizes death. But I thought all of that was extremely accurate. I thought how they explained it in layman's terms of like, hey, this is why this body is such a puzzle and doesn't make sense. Like, this is why her ankles, it's weird that her her bones are broken, but there's no bruising. Yeah, because both of her wrists and both of her ankles are shattered. Shattered. And they can palpate that, but you don't see any bruising or anything externally. Yeah, everything looks perfectly fine. And I thought that that was all done very, very accurately, like scientifically and medically accurately. And in the in the post-credits or in the credits, they show that they have several forensic medical advisors, which I thought was very cool and made a lot of sense. So good job. But yeah, they, they're doing the autopsy and they're finding that while she looks great on the inside, the more they look, the creepier it gets. So they open her mouth and ooh, <gasps> her her tongue has been cut. And at first you're like, oh, maybe they maybe she bit her tongue off. And they're like, no, you can see like like ridge marks from how they, it was cut, like crudely cut out. Yeah. One of her teeth, her back molar is missing. And then whenever they go to open her up, which is when the shit really hits the fan, they go to cut into her. Her lungs are super, super black. Yeah. Like black as if she's like been in, been in a ter- terrible fire. But to a point where if she was inhaling that much smoke, you would have seen horrible third degree burns all over her. Yep. And then they start looking at her, the rest of her internal organs and her abdomen. And there's all these weird cuts and scars on her internal organs. Ugh, so weird. It's it's so it's very weird. And of course, they're doing all of this at night in this creepy Victorian family morgue. There's a thunderstorm. And there's a thunderstorm. Yes. Oh, Cue I the love storm. it. Yeah. I love it. I love when the thunderstorm hits and they're listening to the radio and the radio is like, oh, listen, guys, there's a thunderstorm. It's going to be really bad. I'm like, oh, perfect. I love when they do that. Yes. And then the radio starts playing a, a a different song. It starts playing Open Up Your Heart and Let the Sun Shine In. Oh, yeah. Which is, which we will play at the end of this episode. Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> that song is actually... It's creepy. When I was watching this, I texted my mom because whenever I buy something on Prime, I also want her to watch what I'm watching just to get the most out of it. So... For sure. She was watching it at the same time as me, obviously in a different state. And she told me at the end that she used to actually sing that song when she was little at her church and she hadn't heard it in years and that added to like the <gasps> creepy factor she was just like oh my god this is so weird oh <laughs> yeah it's like a real catholic song <laughs> that's cool oh it's it's a catholic song yeah mm-hmm. oh that's interesting because i of course i'm not familiar with this song at all me neither because i did not grow up listening to or singing the song it's from the 50s so yeah i li- i heard it here and i'm like oh they're doing the they're doing the creepy bit i like it yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, did they make this up? I immediately Googled it. Um, and I found a very creepy version. Like Kate said, we're going to play it at the end of this episode. But um, it's so creepy. If you listen to the words, it's it kind of makes sense that it's Catholic because it's like, oh, you know, people, I forget like what the message is, but it's basically like if you frown, the devil will come inside you and then never leave or Jesus. something. It's like, really, oh, my God. Yeah. And your really mom saying this as a child. Yeah. I think she said that they didn't use the word devil, but they use like some other word that meant the devil or something. But um, th- it's just so weird. Like if you take these church songs out of context, they are really creepy. Even in context, they're kind of creepy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> what if whenever like our children's generation are watching horror movies, they're like playing creepy versions of Hit Me Baby one more time oh or my something? God. <laughs> I mean, we also didn't sing that in church, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sing that in church? That's weird. Wait, you didn't sing that in church? <laughs> Your church sounds pretty lame. Boring. <laughs> So they play the creepy song on the radio and they're like, oh, that's weird. Silly radio. Don't take the don't take the hint. Yeah. They just keep on autopsying. They open up her stomach and they find this plant, Jimson weed. And this part I thought was cool because the main guy, Daddy Autopsy, runs over to his like textbooks, which is really cool that he has those textbooks because that's what our necropsy lab at school looks like. It's like mm-hmm. yep. all of these, you know, really cool, like sterile machine like machines and scales and all this tile so you can hose all the blood and viscera off and then just like a bunch of grody textbooks in the corner (laughs) that you can access the worst they're so gross because people are touching (laughs) them with so so much nasty with their gloves still on and they do it in this movie too and i'm like that's accurate Accurate. because it's like you don't have time you're you're like those are the dirty books wear your nasty gloves right yeah (laughs) for them those are the dirty books. It's like when we were doing anatomy, when we took anatomy and there would have we would have one anatomy book that was like the dirty anatomy book and it didn't leave yeah. that room. There was like the dirty one and there was like the clean one does not go in. <laughs> Cuz you have to read the book to do the to to do the autopsy cuz that's what we did in anatomy classes. We were doing autopsies of these animals. You follow along. Yeah. Yeah, and you follow along in the book so you know like what you're looking at. So there's it's not like you're going to have someone just standing in the corner just turning the pages for you. <laughs> Yeah. Even if you did, they're going to get splattered. So, like, yeah. this is the splash zone, bro. That that book's going to be gross. My book smelled so bad. It was so gross. Like, formaldehyde or formalin or whatever they use these days. It was, oh, and it was... Oh, it was gross. It reeked. It was so nasty. Yeah. And there's it's weird, but there's something about the formaldehyde or whatever equivalent they're using... And, the, and this is a, this is a fact because I or unless there unless multiple people are pulling my leg, that the smell of it and the effect of the chemical stimulates hunger. Ugh. Yeah. So like it makes you hungry. Oh my god, that's horrible. But it's not like a. But it's I don't want to be hungry right now. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You know what? I do remember hearing that too, and it definitely fucked with me when I first heard it because I was like, uh, we're cutting into dead animals. I don't want to think about meat and think about food. Ugh. I know. I don't want to think about it, but it's like, it. I am hungry, but also it's like 1030. Our, our lab was like 10 to noon and then it was lunchtime. So it was like you would get out of anatomy, anatomy lab and like go hose off your shoes and hands and go to lunch. Ugh. So it was like, I am hungry and I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Yeah. I was always jealous of the people who had lab in the afternoon because he got to eat. But yeah, he goes over to his nasty, wet <laughs> herbology, herbology book. And in it, he immediately knows what he's looking for because this guy is good. He just opens straight to the page as one does. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's like flipping through it and he flips past it. And I was like, oh, no, that's it. <laughs> like, I was like, so I was so into the movie at this point. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That's the flower. And then he goes back and it's Jimson weed, which is a paralyzing agent. And it's not from the area that they live in. So he's like, that's weird. And so they found this paralyzing plant in her stomach. But somehow the rest of the body, again, it looks like she's been dead not even hours so it doesn't make any sense yeah at this point we got we get we bring stanley back in stanley's the cat that randomly gets introduced he's like a mouser for the morgue mm. and they're like where's stanley there's start, spooky stuff is starting to happen austin keeps feeling like he, the, the boy keeps feeling like he's seeing bodies and then he hears he's following sounds and he finds stanley in the vents it's so sad and stanley i don't know what happened to stanley but he is toe up it is so weird but you know, I do think that it kind of looks like he was eviscerated, similar to how they're yeah. doing to her. <gasps> it because it does like his abdominal or it's, it's like they keep it. They're kind of nice about it. You know what I mean? No one wants to see an animal. They're you know, even though it's a silly movie, but they're kind of chill about it and they don't really show. But you can tell it's like from the waist down is where the damage has yeah. been done. Oh God! And the cat's still alive. That part got me. I low key started crying, and then of course, did you really? Yeah. Because it's a cat and it's because, you know, my weakness, and I've said this before, during euthanasias, I feel like it's almost like unprofessional to cry, but I will cry if it's like a man and his cat and he's crying, I'm going to lose it every time. Oh, I always cry in euthanasia. <laughs> well, okay, I euthanize like 10 things a day, so. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And you're also in ER. It's not like you're like, yeah, I'm euthanizing animals and I'm like, I've known you for like three years. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> like, it's the worst. I just like, so I openly like sob with them. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, your puppy appointment's here. <laughs> Wipe off your mascara. Yeah. And you're like, hey. Yeah, it's the worst. It's. How's it going? The literal worst. <laughs> so yeah, that's why we're using your support to help us get an editor so that we can process the things that we're So saying. we can process our drama instead of <laughs> editing podcasts and listening to our voices all day. Yeah. I don't want to listen to my voice ever again. <laughs> but. So the cat, so I didn't find it sad because one, I knew it was, I knew it was coming as soon as they introduced the cat. Yeah. I knew it was coming and they didn't really spend a lot of time with the cat. And your, your soft spot is, it's specifically a cat. It's a cat. And I didn't like that it was still alive. And then of course the old guy had to wring the cat's neck to put it out of its misery, which was not the wrong decision, but also was devastating to watch. Oh, I'm so, so like, you're going to think I'm such a mean person and normally it's vice versa, but I laughed <laughs> so hard. What? When he snapped the cat's neck. I And guys, do not use this audio bit when I'm trying to run for president. But like, <laughs> it was so funny because he like, I just laughed because I didn't expect him, like he was holding the cat and then he just like flexes his bicep and you hear the neck crack. <laughs> and like, it's not quite that easy to like snap a neck. Yeah. And it just, it was making me laugh because I was just like, do you want the expensive euthanasia or the cheap euthanasia? Oh, okay. And like, just like, imagine me just like flexing my bicep. Oh my God. Your non-existent bicep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might like the little noodle arm. Just like, <laughs> well, this is like an old man and he's just holding the cat and he doesn't even really do like much of a motion. He just like flexes and it's like snap Piece. Yeah, they really didn't want to actually show him wringing a cat's neck, so they just did like bare minimum. No, it was which is fair, bare minimum. Yeah, in apocalypse times, guys, uh, it's not going to look like that. Is all I'm saying. When you have to wring your Ariana, when I wring your neck, I'm probably not going to be that fast about it. Please don't wring my neck. Can you like do something different? Like like what? I feel like wringing someone's neck isn't putting them out of their like you're breaking someone's neck. They can still feel that, right? 
<laughs> yeah, of course they can. It's not a good idea. Don't do it. Don't Pick do something it. else. Do something different. I'll take a pillow and I'll just smother you. Okay, that sounds good. I think it's going to be really bad, but if I could, <laughs> if I was stronger, I would just, you know, like wring your neck, but I'm not that strong. So I'm going to have to slowly suffocate you. Can, you. you can suffocate me. I'll be fine with that. I'll get like a nice pillow, you know, like a nice, like a bougie, fancy satin pillow, like an embroidered. <laughs> I'm down. What if I? What if all I have is like my tacky, like boo Halloween pillow? <laughs> Wait, I'd love to be smothered with a boo Halloween, with like a go- with a goofy pumpkin on it. <laughs> yes, this is great. Just slowly go to sleep. Go to sleep. Well, it, well, how are you gonna kill me? How do you want to be killed? I don't know. You're stronger than me and you're taller than me. So I feel like you have more options than I do. I could probably choke you out, but I wouldn't break your neck. I'd probably just choke you out like a headlock. Yeah, but do it like you are like, come here, pal. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be friendly and it'll be great. And then it yeah, won't be great. <laughs> make, make it really playful. Like, I don't want to know I'm about to be <laughs> euthanized. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know. You'll never see you'll it never. coming. That's perfect. <laughs> we have to have these conversations we because you never whenever whenever the apocalypse happens, we just got to be prepared, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um yeah, and after I die I'll haunt you and vice versa, obviously. Do do you think I need to add to like maybe I should make a go bag and in the go bag should be like a really cute little smothering pillow? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> You can use it for everything, for sleeping, for smothering. And it has to be Halloween themed, though. But it's our good pillow, guys. Yeah, it's our good pillow. Don't get that. Don't play with that, kids. I got to smother your Aunt Ariana with that when the time comes. Maybe it could be the the Ouija pillow that I got you. Oh, yes. I Yeah, I love that pillow. That would be the ultimate move to, like, smother me with the pillow that I got <laughs> you for gift. your birthday. I could also strangle you with the Babadook apron oh, that you got me. That's nice. I like there that. we go. Okay. It'll it'll be it'll be sweet. The Baba Cook. The Baba Cook. I love that apron. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be adorable regardless of how I murder you, just so you know. I'm excited. I'm glad we have options now. <laughs> <laughs> We're stoked. Anyway, back to Jane. So they go back to the autopsy room after having like five seconds of grief for Samuel the cat. That's his, no, is it Samson? Samuel? It doesn't matter. Sam. Stanley. Stanley. (laughs) You you were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's Stanley. Let the record show. So Stanley's gone. And so they go back to the autopsy room uh, and the door locks itself in. Things are getting super spooky. Austin, the little, he's not the little boy, the the son. (laughs) The little boy who's at least 21 because he's drinking with his <laughs> the little 22 year old child. <laughs> he grabs the axe and they're trying to escape. They're running. They go to the elevator because the only way in and out of this morgue is an elevator that doesn't work. <laughs> so the elevator goes into the house or does it just go like like where does the elevator go? Because there's also stairs up to like an actual basement door, correct? Yeah, so it's like an attic door. It's like the roof. It's like on the roof. It I don't understand, but it's higher. So there's like a there's like a like a step ladder that goes up to like a hatch, like a roof hatch that's a, an exit point. Yeah, but that's like an emergency exit or to get on the roof. Oh, that's the emergency exit. So the elevator goes into the house. The elevator is how you get into the house. Oh, that's how you get in. Okay, that makes sense. And it doesn't work when the power's off. So that seems like a bad place to put your like aging dad. You know what I mean? And also the stepladder is just like very sketchy. Like <laughs> It's like a stepladder and then like 
not even waist high railing behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the perfect height to trip someone as they're falling. It sure is. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Especially so now the, the, the storm that the radio has, you know, talked about, has warned us about, has now in full force. We've got a tree. The, the old sycamore yeah. fell on the on the hatch. So they can't get out of the hatch and the elevator doesn't work because the power's off. And then they hear the... Uh, a corpse coming by and the corpse has a little jingly bell on its toe because this is a 2010s movie and that's the kind of shit we want. Yeah. So it has a jingly bell on its toe, which is like an old way that they would know if you were dead versus just in a coma was if they would tie bells to all the dead bodies' toes. And that's a real thing. Do they still do that, you think? This guy did, but he only did it to one of the corpses. It was like the one that got like shot in the head. He's like, you don't need a bell. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you're dead. And if you're not dead, we're just going to let you die. We're just going to let you die. But it's actually that one that has the bell on it. Wait, isn't it that one that has the bell on it that's like stalking them and they're in the elevator? I mean, I feel like it changes every time, but yeah. It does change. I I don't, I want to know if, again, if you're a coroner, I need to know, do you guys still put bells on people? Because I feel like human medicine will do things like sort of out of tradition still. Yeah, that's what this guy said. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, obviously we know when people are not dead and dead these days. Hopefully our modern medicine has gotten at least that far. If you don't have a corneal reflex, you're pretty dead, right? Like if I can put my finger on the surface of your eye, I feel like you're dead. I mean, it's so hard, right? Because it's like, when does the brain activity stop? When does, you know, because like during a euthanasia, you pronounce things dead when it doesn't have a heartbeat, but it could have like pulseless electrical activity still. Yeah. Or it could still have brain waves, which I'm sure they do for a little bit. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard like to define that. In human medicine, it's like every single cell has to be dead. And it's like, it's it's more of like a legal thing than a medical thing. What is, how do you test every single, what, every single organ system? No, it, they, like they don't test it, but it's like if there's any like movement or fasciculations that body is not dead versus like if, oh. if, if I euthanize an animal, sorry if this is TMI for people, but if I say goodbye to a sweet animal that has lived a very long life and is very loved yeah, and we say goodbye to it, it has a peaceful passing, sometimes they can still have like muscle twitches or this is something that really creeps people out. And I know it happens with humans too, is something called agonal breathing, yeah, which is your brain like you are dead, the body is gone, you are gone. But there is still some activity in the brain, just enough that is saying, hey, there's no oxygen. And it goes to your chest muscles and is making you suck in air. Yeah. Even though you're dead, like your heart is stopped, most of your brain activity is stopped. There's just a few nerves that are still holding, still have some energy and still have some. Oh my God. And they can still do it. So if in, a, in human medicine, that is still alive. It can take a while. Let me tell you a, a crazy story. Oh God. <laughs> that everyone is going to hate probably. But have you ever euthanized an animal mid-seizure? No. Fun ER stuff. It didn't happen to me. It happened to my intern mate, but he euthanized a dog mid-seizure that had got into like moldy bread or something outside and was having like the craziest, most terrible seizures that are uncontrollable. That's awful. And he euthanized it and it was still having a seizure after it died. Like it was jaw chattering and like still seizing Uh. and it was really bad. And it did that for like multiple minutes after dying yeah because the brain activity is just so stimulated at that point it's like your brain is consciousness but it's also everything else in your body including the muscles including you know things that control the jaw and when you're having a seizure it's just like too much of that and it's impossible to stop at that point Mm -hmm. but anyway sorry to ruin everyone's day sorry to ruin your day guys but that's why we use toe bell yeah (laughs) 
Back to the toe bells. Back to the toe bells. <laughs> Some wacky, wacky toe bells. God, that's such a sad story. I know. It's how it be, though. That's just how it be sometimes. Now, back to Jane Doe. So they're in the elevator because they are in this very poorly planned house. And there's nowhere to go. And the toe bell face shot off a corpse, one of the corpses. Because all the corpses are now just walking around loose, we assume. Yeah, there's a lot of zombies. They're not where they're supposed to be. So now they're just walking around. So the corpse is getting closer and closer to the elevator where they're hiding. And we've got an axe. And the dad, you know, gets really brave and axes the corpse in the face as it's coming up to the elevator. (gasps) But turns out it's not her. It's not the corpse. It's the girlfriend that you didn't really care about. Um, but they spend a long time on a, an emotional death for her. So Yeah, it's really sad. But I also was like, why would they not have the kid kill his girlfriend? I feel like that would have been stronger, but it's also a little bit more predictable. It's a little bit more predictable. I didn't see, I will say I didn't see this coming. Oh, really? No, because I was so in the moment because I was so freaked out about the creepy Tobel dude. Right. I completely forgot about her. But we all knew she was coming back because that's literally the last thing they said before they left was, like he was like, come, come back, back at 11, 11 and you know, once mm-hmm. she's hitting the fan, something's going to happen when she comes back. Yeah, it's just really annoying that it's like, oh, the power came right back on to let you up. But it's not really annoying, but it's more paranormal. It's prob- That was probably on purpose. The more I think about it. Wait, how did she get down there? Because the power turned on very briefly, apparently. Oh, was, I totally missed that. Just fast enough. Yeah, just enough that she could get down. Oh, okay. Got it. I think that that was probably the paranormal aspect of this movie. Did they say that or show that? Yeah, or? They, yeah, they did. They did. Got it. They did. They explained how it happened. Okay. Anyway, they have to, they, they're like, no time to grieve. Everyone's dead. Might as well just keep doing this autopsy because either way we're going to die. So at least let's figure out maybe something that could save us. So they go back. There was no reason to continue doing that autopsy. I feel like I would have. Like, it's one of those moments in the movie where you're like, why? Like, the reason he says, let's continue doing this is stupid and it's like one of those things where they like want the movie to continue going because he was just like oh like she really doesn't want us to be finding out what's going on inside so you know maybe there's something that we can find to stop her like it was just so weird I was like okay (laughs) one thing I did like about this movie is how quickly the these people jump onto the oh this is some devil shit I know they just believe it immediately and they should like right like if this shit is happening to me like like they left at the point that the thunderstorm was getting really bad and her tongue had been cut out and her lungs were all black and it was all these things that didn't make sense and were super creepy and then I think it's when they cut her her skin yeah I was gonna say this girl has crazy like inside tattoos once they skin her thorax of like devil worship shit on the inside of her skin and they also found out they found a bag that was a handkerchief with more like runes and shit on it yeah that had her tooth in it so they someone made her swallow her tooth um so they find that and then the radio does the let the sun shine in song bit again and then they're like okay let's go like they're they're like we are done yeah well they also found a bible verse on the cheesecloth that yes. literally referenced witches. <laughs> Leviticus. Well, they don't find that yet. Oh, that's later. They don't figure that out quite yet, but they have enough clues that they're like, this is um not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to go home and we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go catch that movie. But that obviously doesn't happen because Jane Doe does not let that happen. So now they have to go back to the autopsy floor to finish what they've started. And that's when they take a closer look at the handkerchief and they realize that it has markings on it that says Leviticus 
Leviticus 2027. 20, it's from the Bible and from the Torah, and it's like condemning witches. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of interpretations of the Bible, but the one I'm finding the most says, a man or woman who is a medium or spiritist amongst you be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own heads. I don't think that's what was in the movie. <laughs> Mm-mm, it wasn't. <laughs> it super wasn't. In the movie, it was something that was just like, witches are witches and they're bad. Yeah. And it's 1693 and that's bad. It started off similar to whatever you just read, but at the end of the quote, it said literally the word witch. And I think it contained the word devil too. I can't remember though. It did. In the movie. I don't know that that, does the Bible actually say witches in it? See, that's the thing is I was like, whoa, is this a real, it doesn't seem right. It has to, right? Because then why weren't any of my friends allowed to watch Harry Potter? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. But This one said, uh, no, this one said spirit. The other one said wizard. I don't think they had a word for witch back when the Bible was written because everything's translated from like... Exactly. Yeah. But then everyone kind of like adds their own flair and just makes it a different Bible. So I know that the ones that were floating around my hometown in Mississippi were Harry Potter is bad. That was probably like Leviticus 2028 or something. <laughs> don't let your kids watch Harry Potter. Yeah, they said that right in the Bible. They said that in the Bible, but they're figuring out, okay, we're getting more clues. Maybe this girl's a witch. Also, her waist is super, super narrow, but internally it's all fine, which is evidence that like she's been corseted like for a long time. So they're like, this girl is not from today times. (laughs) Yeah, so weird. She's from other times. And then they read this witch quote and they see the date 1693 on it, which is the year of the Salem witch trials. And so... The dad and the son, they kind of very quickly kind of hobble together the story that I think we're supposed to take as headcanon. And I totally do. I'm like, okay, I buy it. Why why not? Sure. That there weren't actually witches. They're like, witches aren't real, which at this point, anything's real, right? Like, (laughs) Uh, I would definitely not come to that conclusion on my own. I'd be like, this is all real. (laughs) This is all witchy shit. Yeah. But they're like, no, there's no such thing as witch. Um, But what authorities would do is like all the bad guys, I mean, they would come in, they would find these innocent women and accuse them of being a witch for, you know, you know, weighing, weighing as much as a duck or like whatever. <laughs> and then they would torture them. So they, the dad and the son are like, oh, they tortured her. They made her swallow her tooth. They etched all these carvings on her organs. They cut her tongue out. They made her inhale like a bunch of smoke as some sort of like ritualistic punishment and then killed her, broke, strung up her arms and her legs. All these, all these things that would explain her wounds. But after she died, now she is a witch. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, maybe she was created because of all she this was created. torch. Like, okay. That was done to her. And so now she's like a revenge witch, but she's just like... Uh, <laughs> Wait, but witches don't exist. So how did this... How did you create this then? I know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I just lean into it. I'm like, okay, there isn't witches, but there is witches. Witches be witching around. I'll suspend my disbelief a little bit more. I I, th- I take it as like men created the witch and now the witches are getting their revenge on men. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that I know. Right. Like, exactly. So like it can mean whatever you want it to mean. I wanted it to mean something feminist. <laughs> so that's that's my interpretation of it is I was like, yeah, you go, witch. Fuck them up. <laughs> Smash the patriarchy. I would have loved it if that were the case, but apparently it's not. <laughs> well, how did you take it? How do you interpret this like understanding? Oh, well, I mean, up to this point. Yeah, I I'm with 
you and I'm with them. But I think the ending changes things. I agree. So what happens is basically the witch is not forgiven them and all the corpses are still trying to come get them as they're locked into this dark autopsy room, which is such a great scene. I love just scary, dark autopsy. It worked. It worked for me. Yeah. And the dad goes up to the corpse basically saying, like, I'm so sorry for what has happened to you. Like, Austin's trying to hold everyone off with his axe. And dad's like, I'm just so sorry. Like, spare my son. Like, you can do whatever you want to me, but, like, spare my son. And then these horrific things start happening to the dad. His ankles and his wrists break, which is, you know, like what happened to the girl. And then hers heal. Like after his break, hers heal. It's very weird. Yes. And so it's like almost like her curse is ending. Yeah. And then the dad actually goes to cut out his tongue, thinking that that'll be like the last step in the ritual. Like he can't breathe. Obviously, he's like inhaling smoke. And but then he's like, he can't take it. And so he asked, basically asked his son to like kill him. So his son takes a knife takes a knife and just stabs his dad right in the chest. Wait, okay. So I didn't realize that he was like asking him to cut his tongue out. I think so. Because the whole time I was like expecting him to not be able to talk because I, in my head I just assumed it was like gonna happen. His tongue cut off. Yeah, like it was just gonna spontaneously go, like get, get cut off somehow. Like, And at the end he literally speaks to his son and tells him to kill him. So I'm like, so you still have your tongue. I'm confused. I was also confused at this point because I thought what was going to happen was that she was going to do to them what they had done to her. Right. Like, where are these, you know... Autopsy cuts. Yeah, stem discern. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. I thought... That's what I thought was going to happen, so I wasn't expecting this, but it was fine. I took it. It just wasn't what I had worked up in my head would happen, which was that they would get the exact reflection of the autopsy that they had done to her, and that would be her revenge. So that's how I took it was kind of like you get treated the way that you treat other people. (laughs) The golden rule. But the revenge, though, I think was revenge for who tortured her when she was alive. So that's what she was getting revenge for was she was putting all of her wounds of torture on them. And it wasn't really about their autopsy because they were just doing their job and they're nice guys, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. I just thought that she would continue doing this forever and ever and ever. But I guess what you're saying is probably correct because she was healing until right. and her eyes cleared mm-hmm. until he died, until he killed him. So way to fuck it up at the last minute, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. All you had to do was cut off your dad's tongue. Oh my god. Couldn't do that. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> Interesting that you say that, because that does change my whole perspective of the ending now. Like I didn't realize that the ritual wasn't completed, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, her eye, the the what what I saw was like her eyes that were clouded over became unclouded as all this shit was happening to dad. Yeah. And then they got clouded over again whenever dad died, meaning the ritual was not completed. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And so then Austin, the son, kind of pulls himself together because he hears the sheriff outside and he goes and he runs up to the hatch in the roof, which is the only way out. And this cop is like, open it up. It's it's open. We, we're moving the tree. And he's like, I still can't open it. He's like, open it up. And he's like, I still can't. And then he starts singing that creepy song. Yeah, he's like, open, open up. up your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> and let the sun shine in. And that, that was the point that really got me the first time I watched this. I just such a, like, you're so close. And then it's just like, oh, all of this is probably in your head. All of it. Yeah. She's still doing shit to you because it got me, too, because I thought we were good. Yeah, (laughs) I thought we were safe Uh, and we weren't false sense of security. But also, do you think that any of the other stuff is 
real? Like, do you think the cat died, the girlfriend died? Like, because to me, I was like, when I heard this part, it made me feel like the entire movie, because when it shows the, okay, so I mean, I'll just say what happens next. So he hears that. He gets freaked out. He backs up and he falls off of the railing and basically hits his head on the ground and probably breaks his neck. So once that happens, they show the scene in a way that's similar to the beginning of the movie, which was the camera slowly panning around, showing everyone dead. But the lights are on, like the electricity is on. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that they were leading us to believe were real were not real because of that scene. So I'm like, is the cat really dead? Is the girl, like, obviously I care a lot about if the cat's dead or not. Yeah, so you keep asking about the cat. So I hate to tell you, but I'm- (laughs) I need to know if the cat really died. I'm pretty sure the cat really does die because the girl is there when the sheriff shows up the next day. Oh, she is? Yeah, she's on the ground Mm, because they covered her with like the jacket. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so the girl dies. So that, all of it really happened. Yeah, the cat died too. But she was fucking with them. But they're dead, so she doesn't need to do... Also, the power literally is back on also because of the storm. Right. Like, there was no storm, basically. Like... There was a storm. There wasn't, because later, the radio that comes back on, and he says, fourth day in a row of sunshine, get your sunscreen. Oh, did it? Yeah. (gasps) Oh, that's creepy. I feel like the people who died, animal, whatever, that dies, it's all real. But I think that they she manipulates their perceptions so that they yeah. do this to themselves. Yeah, well she did definitely like break like the dad's ankles and Yeah. So like she does do some physical damage. Yeah. I mean, who knows though? It's like if he did that to himself because in his perception it was just spontaneously happening, but maybe he was doing that to himself or something. Hmm. It's a good question. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. But I also I mean, at the end of the movie, I thought that the ritual was completed. I didn't think about the tongue thing and that he needed to cut the tongue out. But I thought the ritual was completed and she still was evil. So I thought the interpretation was that that didn't work. Like he tried something and it didn't work. And so she is a witch after all is like my understanding of it. But now that I know that the ritual wasn't completed or whatever, I guess that theory of like men torturing and creating, you know, this devil witch thing could still be true. That's my theory. Yeah. Just because that's what the Salem witch trials were. We're just like men. Yeah. Just attacking women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and brutalizing women. I just find it almost like a, almost like Jumanji-esque where it's like, instead of a board game, we have this like beautiful, clean body. Yeah. Of a young woman that men, guess what men are going to do to that? They're going to freaking brutalize her. Yeah. They're going to be awful. There's even like a scene where they're checking to see if she was raped. So like, I think that that is part of what they are alluding to is basically yeah. how men treat women, especially vulnerable women. Yeah. In my head, which may not be exactly what the director's intentions were or the writer's intentions were, was like, she's almost like a Jumanji game-esque situation. She was even found like half buried. I was like, ooh, Jumanji. <laughs> but she, it's like you find her and it's like she's going to deal back whatever you deal to her. Hmm. I like that. It kind of makes me like this movie a little bit more. It felt feminist witchy energy to me. You're right. You're right. Even if she's a little misguided, even if she's a little bit like, you know, I'm a lost soul and I'm just attacking people, not even if they're good people because of what was done. Right. I think that is totally fair. And I think it's totally I mean, both of the main characters were men. So I guess if they really wanted Mm -hmm. to make it less about that, they could have like added, you know, another 
main female character or made one of them a woman. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay, okay. Like it. So if you you, you didn't make it a female corner, so I'm going to assume it's feminist. <laughs> and I'm going to assume this very deep feminist message. I'm now on the witch's side. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dad and son. Well, that's that's the movie. I, I got to say, I really, really like this movie. And let's get to like the meat and potatoes of it. Let's get to why we're here. This movie was supposed to be really scary. This movie scared people. Yeah. Even on Instagram, whenever I posted like, hey, this movie won, everyone's like, oh, that movie scared the shit out of me. Like, I couldn't sleep without the light on for a couple of days. Hmm. Like, it really, really scared people. So did this movie scare you? It I mean, it, it was a similar vibe to like when I watched <laughs> The Origin of Evil Ouija movie where it was just the one part that really got me and really freaked me out. But the rest of it was like, whatever. And the part was when the sheriff starts singing the song. Yeah, me too. I was like, ah, like that part got me. I got chills and then I laughed and I was like, oh, that was cool. But I don't think it was like devastatingly terrifying, really. I didn't think it was devastatingly terrifying, but it did freak me the hell out. So I, <laughs> so I watched it and it scared the shit out of Xander, our dog. So our dog does not like scary movies, which is very unfortunate for him hmm. because we love them. So Xander gets my giant black hound gets really freaked out if there's scary movies on just from like the sound of the movie or us being really tense or gasping, or let's be honest, I scream a lot in movies. I was going to say, it's you screaming. <laughs> I sc I definitely scream. He also does this whenever I'm playing like scary video games and he'll like go and stand in the corner facing me and drool Aww. and his eyes glow and he's so scared. And so I have to like hold him or like drug him ahead of time. Aww. So this movie scared the shit out of Xander. I had to have him in my lap, like holding him like a baby the whole time. Yeah. And he's 75 pounds. <laughs> So Aww. it definitely scared him. It scared me too, though. Like I was really scared and then I, was, I thought I was fine and I went to sleep, but I had a really bad nightmare. Oh, did you? About the movie? Yes, that I was doing an autopsy on Nick, on my husband, Nick. Ooh, hate that. Because like right before bed, because Nick Nick can't watch body horror, which is a, it's a shame because this one won. And so he was watching it with me and literally the whole time he had his eyes closed and he said, he would be like, tell me when they stop doing it. And yeah. I was like, the autopsy? I think they do that the whole movie, the whole Nick. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> hate to break it to you. And then at the end of it, he was like, that was a great movie. I'm like, you didn't even watch half of it. <laughs> Yeah. But I came up to him and I like hugged him and I did and I touched his chest like I was doing like the Y cut that you do when oh you're starting God. to like skin a body. And he's like, no, no. He, he's, he was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> sorry, bad touch. And then I went to bed and I had a horrible nightmare that I, I was doing an autopsy on him. Like he was on the table and I was autopsying him and there were all these clues I had to figure out and I couldn't understand them. And he was behind me as like a ghost. Ghost? Oh. Yeah. Like trying to help me solve it. Yeah. But I couldn't figure it out. And I woke up like in a sweat, freaking out. And I had to turn the light on to go pee. Oh, my so God. So I think that this passed the test. This scared me. It scared Kate. <laughs> you got me. me. I think anyone who's afraid of body horror or is terrified of, like, devil and witch stuff, I think would find this terrifying. Yes. Um, I also, I mean, I really like movies that question your perception of things. So I like mm -hmm. the fact that all of this could have been fake. That's my favorite thing. But if that kind of stuff freaks you out, cool. definitely would make you really scared. But now that you know everything about the movie, I mean, if you've never seen it, you can definitely watch it and get the full effect. Yeah. Now you can handle it. Yeah. Well, what are you going to rate this if you're going to rate this out of 10? Oof. So the first time I watched it, 
I really, really liked it. I think I would have given it like a nine out of 10 at that point, mm-hmm. which is very high, especially because of the the part where the sheriff starts singing that song that really got me. That was like, that messed you up. <laughs> I need to name this moment because it's like a moment I have in some horror movies where I'm just like, that was great. And then you just like get like a surge of adrenaline. You're just like, oh, that was a great part. And I had yeah. that moment with this movie the first time I saw it. Obviously, I remembered that as like the main thing that I remembered about this movie. So I knew it was coming and I knew that it could have all been fake the whole time. And so I was kind of already knew the twist. And so it wasn't as scary the second time. Um, it was a little bit less magical because I was expecting everything. But of course not. Um, now that I talked to you about it and now that I know that I understand the ending a little bit better and like she could still be like a witch that was turned into a witch by men. And that's some feminist shit that I love. Um, I think I'm still going to give this a nine out of 10 because it's, it's got zombies. It's got witch shit. It's got like, yeah, it does distortion of perception. It's got a spooky thunderstorm. Um, yeah, it does. So I'm going to give it nine out of 10 blue latex gloves. (laughs) (laughs) They do snap a lot of blue latex. I love the snap snap. Nick (laughs) was so funny at the beginning of the movie. He's like, I bet him snapping gloves is going to come in. Oh my God. Yes. He was, he was joking. He was making fun of how they just keep audibly snapping the blue gloves. Yeah. I was worried you weren't going to like this movie. So I'm glad you like it because I like this movie a lot. I love the thunderstorms a lot. I like the 2010s of it. Yeah. Um, I just, I love that, that whole genre, that whole class of movies. I thought the set dressings were so chunky and real and perfect. I thought the cinematography was really good. I thought the lighting was really, really moody. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really stupid, but no, the, it's good. It's a vibe. It's, yeah, it's such a vibe. I love how they um, used the body. They used Jane Doe as not just like a prop, but like a, a character. character in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very scientifically like accurate. As much you know, zombies aren't real. Boo. Yeah, no shit. But like they did a good job forensically making it yeah. believable. Even as someone who like does autopsies and like is in the medical field you can still enjoy this movie and not be like that's stupid yeah so i really really enjoyed it i gave this nine out of ten toe bells toe bells there it is i was like there's gotta be something better yes toe bells (laughs) i love it nine out of ten toe bells that's really good you guys yeah i really and i really and the fact that both of us gave it nine out of ten i'm excited i think the scoreboard's gonna be a fun time so let's go it's gonna be easy over to our hideous scoreboard nightlighthorrormovieclub.com on our beautiful website that's right beautiful website so many things to do on this website earn stickers on this website guessing games guessing games oh yeah it's a fun time we have fun over here except for on the scoreboard where no one has fun so everyone hates it we also hate it we hate it so and the whole point of this is like how arbitrary oh my god it's so bad (laughs) our opinions are not like the end-all be-all opinion like i'm gonna give something a 10 that ariana's gonna give a one we're not gonna get into signs right now but you you (laughs) see what we're talking about but we do our best we do our best and even though this whole scoreboard is shit it is still beautiful in my eyes it is still my baby (laughs) i will protect it at all costs it's fun to see them all yeah i mean there is a general you know the top ones are awesome. The bottom ones suck. Like, it's a general thing. And there's so many of them that it's like, okay. But when you start looking at it and you're like, oh, my God, why is The Shining so far down? And things like that, it can make you a little mad. Why is The Shining so far down? Ugh. You know, we're not. I can't. So right now we got our top 10 with one the thing. It's not going anywhere. Sorry. Uh, Ready or not, Haunting of Hill House, Jennifer's Body, Rocky Horror Picture Show, American Psycho, American Werewolf. 
Poltergeist, Vampire's Kiss, The Exorcist. I don't think this goes above any of those. So let's keep jumping down. I agree. Let's jump down to like number 20. I was going to say, I'm looking like early 20s. That's like where I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is going to be our 80th movie on this poll. Oh my so God. let's jump down to like the 20s. Because like, I'm sorry, top 10 is that's sacred territory. Yeah. Like, good luck. Yeah. So the 20s, um, we got Midsommar, Hereditary, Scream. Got to keep going. Carrie, The Shining. Oh, Shining is so low. I know. Creep, Little Shop of Horrors. I'm still going. Sorry. Oh, okay. Now we're talking The Descent. I liked The Descent a lot. I think I like this movie better than The Descent. Okay. I feel like I like them equal. So I'm... Okay. Yeah. Wait, how about The Witch, which is right after The Descent? How do you feel this compares to The Witch? I like The Witch better than this. I do too. Oh, no. You know, I think I don't. I think I liked, you know... Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. Okay. I know. How about Shaun of the Dead? I think this is better than Shaun of the Dead. Same. I think this is better than Misery. Same. Just for our upbringing and what's horror to us. I agree. So I think we're in the right area. I think that we're in like the low 20s. Yeah. I think between The Witch and Shaun of the Dead, I'd be very happy with that. I think I'm okay with it being below The Witch. I am. I think that I, I like The Witch a lot. I think that I'm totally fine with this being number 29, being below The Descent, being below The Witch being above Shaun of the Dead Misery. Perfect. New 29. That's that's quite good. That's I know that... Sweet. Like, guys, a 9 out of 10 is number 29. So just so you know, like, this is a vicious scoreboard. Yeah. We're doing our best. It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And if you have an opinion about it, please share that with us. Um, if you have a movie idea, um, if you have thoughts on this show, um, if you just have anything that you want to say to us or anything you want to add, this is the club. And we are club energy. So just drop us a line. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like this podcast, I hope that means that there are other people who like this podcast. So please share it. Um, it really does help um, with the algorithms that be, especially if you can rate and review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and we always do a happy dance when we get a new review. And you guys will feel really great about yourself because you were just like a banging club member. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you already. Yes. You're so cool. <laughs> and if you want merch with our logo, you can go on our website. Also, we have merch. We also have themes um, for every week, depending on what we cover. And I'm excited to see what the merch will be like for this episode. Stoked. Um, Stoked. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think our next poll should be? I'm torn. So... I do want to do another like scare me shitless theme because I think that that really I don't think we would have gotten autopsy of Jane Doe otherwise, honestly. And I really like this movie. Yeah. So I kind of want to do a part two of the scare us shitless. But I also really want to do clown horror. <laughs> <laughs> what if we um, so I know last time we were talking about doing like a things that almost won but didn't won. So like a second chance poll. What if we do that <gasps> and then we go back to the scary thing so we can have like a week off? Okay. Yes. I love that. That's a great idea. Okay. Okay. So a second chance poll. So we have, we with all the recommendations we already have. Yeah. What I think I'll probably do is go back to the polls and look at ones that almost won but didn't and then put three of those on a new poll. I think that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. We're going to get a really diverse bunch of movies. Yeah. I'm excited to see what wins. Okay. 
we probably won't post on Instagram asking for recommendations like we usually do. Um, so if you guys have like one that you really, really missed out on because it just didn't win or whatever, um, and you want us to cover that one, you can just um, email us if you'd like so that we can take that into consideration. But hopefully whichever ones you guys are bummed that we didn't get to cover, we get to cover this time. This is really going to be in the hands of the club officers. Yeah. This is going to be in the hands of the patrons. Mm hmm. Because they're the ones, one, who have been watching the polls and know what did one and all, and two, voted on the things that didn't win. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get some heated people. So let's go to the club officers and let them duke it out and see what wins. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, guys. That's all we have for Autopsy of Jane Doe. Thank you guys so much, Jay Gorman92 and Jack McFall for suggesting it. I so much enjoyed it and I hate that I missed out on it this whole time. I had a good time and we will see you guys next time for a second chance poll. And until then, you just stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Mommy told me something a little girl should know. It's all about the devil. And I've learned to hate him so She said he causes trouble When you let him in the room He will never ever leave you If your heart is filled with gloom So let the sun shine in Face it with a grin Smilers never lose and frowners never win, so let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun.